So I love having random conversations with people around town, and when you wear your collar out in public, sometimes people actually strike up a conversation with you. And invariably, when they do, after a little bit of small talk about the Steelers or the weather, those fateful words almost always come spilling out of their mouths. You know, I grew up Catholic, but, but, oh Lord, deliver me from buts. <laughs> but they almost always come. In fact, I am really actually shocked if and when someone doesn't add a but, but this, but that. Some stories are stories of really hard stories, stories of even tragedy, betrayal and abuse. Somebody got hurt. Somebody was ignored. Somebody was left out. A priest maybe let someone down. Those stories make me furious, even though I'm probably guilty of that as well. I know I am. The church has failed many of her children. But I have to tell you this. Most stories are not like that. Most stories are not of outright rejection of the church. Most people are not shaking their fist in anger at the faith. No, actually, sadly, most of the stories I hear are stories of just decent people drifting away from their faith. And one big culprit, it seems to me, for that drifting away is the following vague claim. Yeah, I stopped going to church, but I don't really think you need to go to church because really, aren't all religions basically the same anyways? So many people say something like that, almost word for word. It's as if someone gave them a script, and it is such a bland and boring script. It is so uninspiring. Now, I guess it's sort of comforting to, to people not to have to commit to any one creed, but even refusing to commit is itself a choice. But whatever that motivation might be, that idea that all religions are basically somehow the same has sadly encouraged a tragic number of Catholics to slowly but, but very surely drift away from their faith away from the Mass, away from the Most Holy Eucharist. Now, to be sure, there is something of a kernel of truth in maybe what they're trying to say when they say basically all the religions are the same. Because we know, as Catholics, that all human beings do desire truth, goodness, and beauty. We all naturally thirst for meaning. All people whether they want to admit it or not, are naturally religious. The history of world religions is good evidence of this. It is the human quest for transcendence, for something that answers the biggest question about life. What's this all about? Why are we here? Why is there something rather than nothing? So in that sense, at the very least, all religions do have some commonality. But we have to then resist the temptation that then leads us to jump to the unreasonable and the uncalled-for conclusion. So, because there are so many religions, nobody has the answer. It's all personal opinion. It all depends on your personal upbringing, 
Just do the best you can to be a good person. Nothing else matters. Because really, all religions, aren't they basically the same? To that sentiment, I give this very unapologetic, absolute, crystal clear, no. But Father Anthony, why? Why are you so closed-minded? Well, let's try answering that question by meditating on today's beautiful feast day, the feast of the Epiphany. On this holy day, we hear the fantastic story of the Magi, who travel from far from the east, from the land of the rising sun, to come and adore the newborn king. If the story of the Epiphany teaches us anything at all, it's this. Jesus is for everyone, and he is publicly available to everyone. All our readings this weekend point to the fact that Christianity has a universal, all-inclusive scope. Isaiah tells us that the nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. That is, all the nations will come to knowledge of the truth in and through Jesus. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, the prophet tells us. And the Magi are living proof of this. They are not Jews, and yet they are here, adoring Christ, the King of the Jews. This Savior is not just for the Israelite people. This is not just a local ethnic religion at all. No, Jesus is the light to all the nations. As St. Paul put it in our second reading today, the Gentiles, a.k.a. everybody, are now co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. But this universality and this inclusivity is dramatically different than that pesky little phrase that we started off with. All religions, all beliefs are basically the same. How do I know that? Well, I think we need to not forget the Magi's absurdly long, not to mention extremely dangerous journey that they had to go through in order to find the precise location of Jesus. The wise men understood well enough that there was a road they had to travel, a way to the city of Bethlehem. There was a star they needed to follow. The night sky that evening was filled with all sorts of pretty stars, right? But only one of them would actually bring them face to face with the Savior. In following that one unique star, they came at long last to a particular plot of land, a definite cave, a certain manger, to a scandalously particular little baby who just happened to be God. The Magi knew that the star was pointing them not just anywhere, but to an objective somewhere. If the Magi had not set their sights on that miraculous star, if they had just wandered the deserts between Persia and Bethlehem, aimlessly believing that all roads basically go the same way, then they would have never come to that much longed for arrival at the feet of baby Jesus. All of this is quite crucially relevant for us today because like it or not, we live in a culture that is constantly bullying us into thinking 
that all religions are basically the same. I urge you to resist that relativistic nonsense, please, and teach your kids to resist it as well. Because relativism simply is not true. It may seem like a nice and convenient way to avoid unwanted conflict or disagreement with friends and family, but in the end, relativism is just a lie that leads people away from God and away from his church. Ultimately, relativism doesn't really even foster inclusivity, because in reality, it produces King Herod, who seeks Jesus only in order to get rid of him, right? Why does he do that? Well, because Jesus has something definitive to say. He has a call on our life, a demand. Jesus calls us saying, follow me and nobody else. Jesus is truth in the flesh. And that is a threat to our comfort zones and our own preconceived ideas. Pope Benedict XVI, God rest his soul, once warned that we are currently facing a, quote, dictatorship of relativism that, as he goes on to say, does not recognize anything as definitive and whose ultimate goal consists solely of one's own ego and one's own desires. Now, why did he use such strong language? Well, because he realized that if there is no real destination, no guiding star that can definitively bring us to the one and only savior of the world, then what's the point of asking for directions? Just follow your heart. Trust your own desires and your own ideas. It doesn't matter where you end up. Your truth is as good as my truth, man, as long as you feel good along the way. After all, all religions are basically the same, right? We hear that echoed in different ways. Let me ask you this, though. Can that attitude actually make you happy? I think we just have to look around. Because so many people today are sad, and they're directionless, and they're so anxious and wounded. It's as if they have no guiding star. They are people like, they are like lost sheep without a shepherd. There's no desire to go anywhere in particular sometimes. They have, in so many ways, accepted that dictatorship of relativism, and now they might feel stuck in kind of a blur of meaninglessness. But the good news is this. We have a goal. We have meaning himself, and his name is Jesus, the Son of God, the way, the truth, and the life. So as one of your priests and, and one spiritual father who really desires that all of you have life and peace in the Lord, I just want to make sure that you know that, that I know that there's a lot of pressure out there today for you to doubt your faith in Jesus. I know that there are so many people kind of pushing you to embrace a convenient yet ultimately unhelpful relativism. It's very confusing out there. I get it because I feel it too. But I want you to know and rely on this. Jesus is alive and he's here. Most especially, he's here in the most holy Eucharist and he is loving you from right here. 
He's loving all people from right here, including all of, all of those wandering souls who might still think that all religions are basically the same. I suspect the Lord's reply to them would be something like this. No, not all religions are the same, but I am the same, yesterday, today, and forever. And whenever you want to come to me, come. I will not reject you. I will not condemn you. I will forgive you. So just come. Follow the star that is still burning, just as bright as it ever has. The star of the church. The star of sound, infallible magisterial teaching. The star of the seven sacraments. The star of validly ordained ministers. The star of all truth, goodness, and beauty. Follow that way, and you will find the way. You will find me with Mary, my mother, and Joseph, and all the saints who are with me forever. Come, fall on your knees, and adore. And so we come to this sacred liturgy, this place where Jesus himself can really, truly, substantially be found carried in the arms of Holy Mother Church and lifted high onto this altar in every single crumb, every single crumb of the broken bread and every single drop from the precious chalice. And we all fall down in adoration together. Our knees buckle in the presence of such a unique and living joy. Once we've found this altar, once we have tasted the bread of life. How could we dare say that all religions are basically the same? Relativism is too small. It's too boring. There's nobody else like Jesus. He alone is Lord. There is no other. <laughs>